Hello and welcome back to another episode of Henry Weston's Old Mate, the podcast. Tom Bissett returns for what I think is his third full episode. Uh, me and Tom are going to be talking about health, what is a healthy lifestyle, what health means to me, Tom, and what it can mean to other people. Before we go over and get reacquainted with Tom, please like, rate and review us as we keep saying. We're not trying to make any money from this podcast, but hopefully if the content, you enjoy the content and you think it might be beneficial to others, then just share us about to get it out there. It won't bump my bank balance up, I promise you. Uh, Tommy Bissett, you're retired not long since I last saw you, mate. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, mate. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Um, no, mate, yeah, really well, really well. Um, just, what can I say? Very uh, On the subject of the episode, I'm feeling very fit and healthy and everything seems to be in balance. And yeah, I mean... Life just seems to be ticking along very nicely. I don't want to jinx it, but yeah. So <laughs> That's good to hear, Tom, because obviously you were on, you've been on, this might be your fourth episode, actually, because you cut, you've done two with me and then you did one with Spikey, didn't you? So this will yeah, be episode so four. fourth in total, yeah. So you you did the run, you did the 24-hour one with me and Cousins Bike. Yes. You've returned to Scotland, you are back up there, you are a greenkeeper at Glen Eagles, uh, and... You, like you say, you, you're you into your fitness, Tom. Um, so what we're going to try and discuss today is it's something we sort of discussed in periods during that 24 hours we spent together. And health, you know, it's, there's that old saying, health is wealth and, you know, a healthy mind is a healthy body or is it the other way around? We're just going to shoot the breeze for about 45 minutes to see what it means to us uh, and, you know, what it means to certain other parts of society. Now, I've got a few key words written down in front of me. We'll cover a bit of that. What I want to start with you, Tom, I know you're into your fitness. You know, that's half the reason you come down and did the run. You're a fit guy. We all, you always sort of joke with me that you weren't always quite so fit. I don't really want to go back to that too much. But one thing I want to start this off on, uh, because I think it's something that's quite relevant to you, is the word moderation, Tom. Because before we get into the healthy lifestyle, it's something I'm not very good at, but it's something I think you are very good at um all things in moderation tom or is it food in moderation have i think you have quite a good way of balancing things out would that be fair to say um yes i think i think i've got it quite good do you know what i mean there's still, there are some times where i'm like i probably didn't need to have another two beers or those extra maltesers yeah the extra but yeah i mean i'm pretty i'm pretty good I think at like moderating um, things in general, like I said, I go through periods where I'm like, oh, sod it, I'm going to eat six more quality street or whatever it might be. But they are very few and far between, to be honest. Um, and yeah, it's just a, I don't know. It's kind of one of them where I've, I, I have always sort of got the filters on of that's probably not going to be very good for me in the long run. So I put, do you know what I mean? Where is that? Is that is that moderation or is that good personal discipline? And is it a struggle, Tom? Because I, I've discussed it with you and I've discussed it with other people when you weren't there. I look at you, like I looked at you when we were doing the run and we had a lot of different food types around the house. And I thought you were being very calculated with most things that you were consuming. And I was just wondering, well, I think I know with you, that's from knowing you quite well over the a few years now. I think that's 
your sort of standard behavior. I think you do, you do analyze what you're putting through your system quite a lot of the time, which is, it, which is a very good thing, but are they easy decisions for you, Tom? Cause for me, if there's those six quality streets, they normally get eaten. Sometimes I feel a bit bad about it, but really I don't let it bother me too much. Um, with you, if you decide not to eat those quality streets, is it a very easy decision or does it, you know, it, does that take a lot of self-discipline? Um, look, it, it, I guess it depends. It's n- it's never an easy decision, but and it depends on kind of what it, it's a day-to-day thing. Like today, okay. for example, I've been out this morning. I've run sort of 20 kilometers in the hills and stuff like that. So if there's six quality streets to eat tonight, I'll be like, I don't feel guilty about that. Yeah. And I might just, and I would, I would be okay with doing that. But then on the flip side, kind of in a, in a bit of a juxtaposition, really, it would probably be easier for me tonight not to eat them because I would be like, I feel so good. You're doubling, I, you're doubling down on your good way. Yeah. It's just, and it also, it works the other way as well. Because I know when people struggle, like, and it's, it's, it's really hard because it's almost a vicious, vicious cycle one way and doubling down the other way because if you're not feeling great, that's the comfort eating is yeah. eating the chocolates. And if you're not feeling great in the first place, you've probably not exercised enough. You've probably not got enough fresh air. And then you sat here on a night not feeling good about yourself, so you comfort eat the chocolate or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, and that, but, mate, there's, there's, it's, such a, it's such a contentious issue in this day and age. Um, it's, it's hard. But like I said, I could probably get away in that tonight with having a slice of cake after dinner or whatever, but I probably won't because I'm like, I felt really good this morning. It, I think it comes from the experience of, and you'll know, like maybe not so much in the past, but now, because I've seen, I've seen you recently, man, I've never seen you as fit and healthy as you are now. And you will know what it feels like to be, like say, you'll do a full day at work, come home, put your running gear on, go out and run six miles and be like, well, that was fine. Some people couldn't dream of doing that and have never felt what it feels like to be like that. But it's such, such a good feeling to have a body that is capable of doing that. Like, it's an it's an investment, isn't it? And I exactly I've I've kind of I don't I yeah, you know, I'm 43, I'm 44 in February. I I, I wasn't at the start of, you know, I'm nearly two stone down on what I was at the start of this year, but I wasn't, when I was 14, just over 14 stone at the start of the year, I was still pretty fit aerobically for it. You know, I I have, a, I'm forced, coming up for 44 and I have a seven and a half year old daughter. I'm able to do everything that she wants to do, go scooting, go go to the park. We don't play much football, but I did, it wasn't really based on that. But when you look, when you, when you look at people who are, you know, maybe have, children a bit later in life i know society i think the age that a lot of people have kids is, is probably advanced from certainly mine and your parents generation yeah. tom but i don't want to be it, it wasn't the reason behind it but i'm glad that i am you know i'm able to get up and down off the floor without my knees creaking too much you know uh, yeah. i'm able to carry significant you know, if Fallon wants to jump on my shoulders it's you know it's not going to put me out of action for a day or two like yeah. with some but it's uh, I yeah, I am now in a position where I don't want to go backwards as such. I'd rather not. It was, it was, 
it wasn't super hard to get rid of the weight, but it involved a lot more discipline. And I, I, now that I'm there and I'm able to maintain it and still eat most of the things I, I enjoy, yep. and still regularly exercise. I don't want, I don't want to be this time next year two stone heavier, thinking, God, what have I, you know, what have I done? So, yeah, yeah I, I am investing in my future. Hopefully, investing in my health. But we, I started off saying we're going to talk about health. And, and what a healthy lifestyle is and i think we then i've we can then break that down into physical health and mental health tom because i know they're completely different but probably both are as important and maybe in today's modern age there's almost an argument to say that you know without your mental health you're not much good for anything because at some point, if your mental health is poor, then you are not going to be in a position to get the regular exercise, make the right decisions around food choices, probably. Not all the time, but a healthy, let's just, I'm wittering it on, but a healthy lifestyle for me involves a lot of physical activity. I think it does for you, Tom. But where, where do you... Where do you sit, Tom, on that physical and mental health balance? Because they're both relative. They both influence each other. But are you, for me, physical physical activity benefits my mental health. And again, I, I think it does for you. But what's your position, Tom? Um, where do you sit on this? You know, if you had to put a percentage on each, would you be a 50-50 split? Do you would you prioritize your physical health? It, it might change from week to week. Where do you sort? What, what? I just I, I, you wouldn't. You said you said something there, and I was like, I disagree with that. When you said that their physical and mental health are completely different things, yeah. But then you also said they directly influence each other, and I was like, that's a bit more because I don't believe they're totally different. Okay, yeah. yeah. I genuinely believe that they are linked so closely to. And I would say, I I would put more of, I would. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I I know, and it's all it's all personal. Yeah. I can't tell somebody else that going out and running ten miles is going to make your mental health fantastic because it might not. But on the subject of me, I know for me that it is absolutely one hundred percent needed. Like imperative, imperative, mate. Like be, be. I, it's just. And I think it links to it's when I'm it's when I'm my happiest, I guess. Yeah, and, and that's that's a, that's a that's a type something that we'll get to further down the line. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. I think what you're saying is it's a hundred percent right, isn't it? And but what because I've got this sort of some notes in front of me, Tom. And the thing is, like you've just said, you could go out and tell someone. Someone who's probably not in great shape, if you you could say to them, go and run 10 miles, you'll feel better. And they'll say, well, actually, I won't. It'll probably nearly kill me. And then I'll probably, if I had a pair of running shoes, I'd be tempted to throw them in the bin and never go and buy another pair again. But what is a fact is if somebody who doesn't live a very active life, if they get to the point where they can walk one mile a day, five days a week, or if they can exercise and get their heart rate up to zone two, zone three, for 20 yeah. minutes a day for five days a week, it is a fact, a medical fact, that mm. they will feel better for it. We can't mm -hmm. guarantee that they'll feel mentally better. Well, well, they will 
you can almost guarantee because they 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 will feel better for it. Yeah. Um, it's almost impossible to get. There are some people who just don't like exercise. I don't like being out of breath. I hate it, but yeah. I like exercise. But that I exercise in ways that don't get me out of breath. <laughs> um, so, you know, healthy lifestyle, Tom. Let's move on because you made you used the word happy. Yeah, just just want that. I'm I'm listening to a fantastic uh, audio book at the moment. I'm I'm sort of stringing it out a bit. It's been a, a couple of months now, but it's it's called Exercised by Daniel Huberman. Yeah. Okay, it's fantastic because he it, it's it's all about. He's like, it's all anthropological and it's it goes back to like our ancestors and stuff like that. But he starts off in the, at the start of the book by straight away saying that it's not we weren't we didn't we didn't develop to exercise for the sake of like physical health. We were just personal we were safety, just probably. naturally active as because we needed to be. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It, it was out of necessity that we used to walk ten miles a day and. And do all of these chores because, but nowadays it's like, but our instincts always told us to rest when you can, save calories when you can, and so it's like it's basically developing a bit of compassion for um, people in the first in, in the first like part of the book. But then he goes on, and like you said about uh, it's fact, absolute fact that if you um, one hundred and fifty, and it's. It's lit, mate. When you think about it, it's nothing. 150 minutes of physical exercise a week. So, like getting your heart rate up to zone two or zone three, it's ridiculous. It it, it prevents your risk of heart attack by like 75% and and all of these diseases that kill a lot of people who are unfit. Um, but there was some crazy stat where it's like only one in four Americans actually get 150 minutes of physical activity. Well, I think I think you look at somewhere like America, the the head of the Western world, if you will, horrible thing to say, don't like saying it, but their mortality rates for, for, for adults are, are shockingly bad. You know, we know the obesity rates yeah. and, and these people, these people are dying of overeating, which is pretty much what's, a what's, simple what's, way what's, of putting it in a world where, in a world where people are starving to death and we have the biggest westernized it is society in the world eating themselves to death pretty much yeah pretty much it's it is a crazy world sorry to any americans listening uh yeah and i mean you know uh, and, and it's hard isn't it you don't want to tire everybody with the same brush because you look at some of the the, the americans like have some of the fittest people on the planet some of the like but the vast majority of them and it's is i, I will sort of going off, a, off a, yeah but, a little bit but it's basically saying he's yeah and um it's, it's a fantastic but there's so many studies in there that basically control groups and and placebos and stuff like this and he they basically prove that exercise can solve 99 percent of all diseases and illnesses out there and or, or at least lower your risk of all of them and if you, yeah and if you can mix- everything else can stay the same your bad diet can stay the same the smoking can stay the same but if you were to, if you were to not exercise and exercise, doing exactly the same thing, I mean, I can't remember the stats on, on some of them, but I was just mind blown at some of the things. And I just, I, and going back to what you said about physical and mental health, I don't believe that anybody, say it again, but you, 
would struggle to find somebody that does zero exercise and says that their mental health is absolutely perfectly sound. Because well, let's lead, let's link that to the next point on my list and something you touched on a couple of just points back. Happiness, you said, Tom, and I've got health versus happiness written down in front of me and or healthy versus happy, I should say, because there are plenty of people out there who will actually gain joy from consuming foodstuffs, alcoholic beverages, narcotics, from playing video games for extended periods of time, from watching TV. From uh, These are all things that don't involve any physical activity or, or, or limited physical activity, and some of them will be, in the long run, detrimental. And we know things like drugs and drink can be used to mask other problems. But a lot of people will gain genuine happiness from doing things that aren't actually physically, they're not physically bad for them, but they're not getting anything physically from it. So that are, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it, Tom? Because I could I can sit here and say, if I go and buy three McDonald's cheeseburgers, for example, if I've had a good day, I've done some exercise, eat it, I will be genuinely happy eating those cheeseburgers but it's not you know the saturated fats are, are not doing me physically any good so may i can next... attest to that now i'm sat here with a four shots of baileys or i don't know how much but i'm sat here with a baileys and i am thoroughly enjoying it but going back to what we said it's because i know i've done the other sides i know i'm i've done so much good stuff today that and like it goes back to the balance it can it just balance is so important so can you be can you be can you be healthy and happy without being physically fit no it's a tough I'm, one, I'm not gonna it? sit on the fence I'm I'm just gonna say no yeah not truly not not truly if you were if somebody was to be brutally honest, I'm not sure that they can sit there and be like, I'm 18 stone. Oh, oh sorry. No, you said healthy. I'm happy. So, uh, I, no, I don't think you can. I just, I, I think, I, I, I think I agree because if you, to be, to be healthy and happy without being physical, but not being physically fit, you would probably have to be, on such a, you know, you'd have to be on such a strict diet. But that wouldn't be. Well, I don't want to. Don't want. I'm not. Be, I don't want to get this too extreme. But what I'm trying to say is, can you be, can you be unfit and happy, realistically? Yeah, it's a funny one, is it? Because I don't. I don't believe you can be. I don't believe you can be classed as healthy. If yeah. You, if you don't have some form of physical activity on a on a daily or regular basis. So, I think it's I think the what the, the point that we're trying to get or the point I'm trying to make here is we I am I've always tried to be physically fit and failed for many years in my life but I've always wanted to be. Yes. Um, so at the times when I was eating too much and carrying some weight there was always something in the back of my head telling me it was I could be doing better. 
Whereas yeah. there are we, there will be plenty of people in the world who are quite happy with, and and nothing against it, quite happy with being a little bit overweight or or or, or just not being physically active, and they've either made that decision that it's that it, they're they're happy, but at some point there's that. Yeah, I guess that's you know whatever we measure health in. But if we, if we're talking body fat or BMI, there's there is that point. Whatever the number is, there is that point. You go and see the doctor, and you and you say to the doctor says, "How are you feeling, Tom? Bloody great. Never been, never felt better." And you could mean it. And the doctor turns around and says, "You need to change things. Your heart attack waiting to happen. You'll be dead in five years if you carry on the way you're going." Yeah. Um. So don't, whether we've answered the question or not, I don't know, Tom. Um, it's very difficult, man. I don't think there are questions to answer, and especially in this day and age. I know when, like previously, I've been at my fittest and my leanest, and I felt great. Like I've, I'm like I'm running, I'm exercising regular, I'm training, I feel great, I, I look great. Not that that's should, I, that, I, I've gone away from that whole vanity thing. Yeah, right? but it's it's, it's a valid point. It, yeah. it's more about how i feel now and yeah. i know i feel good and people come up to me and say so i'm not i'm not naming names but people said oh you're too skinny yeah you need to put some fat on you need a good meal inside you. and i'm like well hang on don't judge me by the rest of society just because the rest of society are slightly overweight and you think that's normal don't yeah. tell me i'm too skinny or i'm need a good meal i feel it's normally the, it's normally the porky people telling you that exactly <laughs> it really is all the people oh, alienating some of the listeners here going back to is that um people who it's kind of like they're trying to justify their themselves by saying that you're too skinny or like it, and it's not i mean nothing to do with them do you know what i mean and yeah. it's, it's it's very difficult because you're judged by the rest of society. Like if I was, if that was me, this, this might come out wrong. But if that was me over in Africa with a but with a population of lean, fit people, nobody's going to stand there and say, oh, "You're too skinny," because I'll be the porky one over there. Do you know what I mean? So it's all it all is judged on the people that surround you, and it makes if you, if somebody from somebody with not as strong a mental health might take that the wrong way and be like, oh, maybe I'm too skinny. Society but, expects you to conform whichever society you live in. If you, yeah. you know, whichever society you spend the majority of time in, uh, culturally, uh, you know, you are expected to conform to fit in realistically. Mm -hmm. um, so that, so picking up on a point from there, Tom, um, at what point does it become detrimental potentially? Now we've gone now we've been talking about how we believe, it's not just our personal opinions, that it is better for your mental health to be physically strong and probably carry less weight rather than carry more weight. Um I remember a time where not 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 in the you know i lost a lot of weight 20 years ago when i came back from australia about two and a half stone bigger than when i left england uh, and i lost pretty similar to what i've lost this year i lost about two stone but i lost it at a bit of a quicker rate and i got quite dramatically skinny but i had a number in my head that i wanted to get down to 
And I couldn't lose the last half a stone. I, I, I couldn't really make a dent in that last half stone. Uh, and it got to the point where trying to lose that last half stone, the calories that I was trying to consume led me to be quite unhappy all of the time. Um, and looking back, there wasn't much more I could have done. You know, I wasn't because I wasn't really balancing the exercise then. So I was I wasn't really exercising much. Time. I was just limiting my calories. So I was just trying to live on 1800 calories a day and I was grumpy and it was for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now, that's the flip side almost of what me and you have just said. I was trying yeah. to it's 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 not an extreme, but it's getting to the extreme point that I was at that point where my body where the calorie deficit I needed to get myself into was so far below what I was used to over the 20 years or so I'd been alive up to that point that I really, I really struggled mentally. So again, it's not something I want you to answer, but it's something we should all be aware of, isn't it? That yes, it's all very well trying to promote weight loss, if you will, or a physically active life. But there is that balance. Goals or targets can be problematic, possibly. Yeah. No, 100%. And again, it goes, it, it, everybody's individual and everybody. Like my mate, like who I ran with today, Scott, um, he's a great guy. But mate, he is absolutely shredded, like shredded. But man, he eats. And when he's drinking, when he's not drinking at the moment and he's doing really well, but when he gets on it, he gets on it. And we know drink's got calories in it. And do you know what I mean? And I mean, yeah. the guy works hard, to be fair, and he, and he burns a lot of calories. But when he eats, he can eat. Because if I ate like you, I would never look like you. And it just, it, unfortunately, it, it some of it does boil down to genes. And genetically, some of us do burn a lot more calories than others and metabolisms and things like that. So again, it's all just, it's all individualistic, but I think it's something that you just, you have to work on. And this is the thing is, and this is, I'm so glad about this conversation because I've been waiting for this because like with Instagram these days and social media, everybody is just constantly fed and pumped all everything that you should look like. And the worst thing about Instagram is it's just people's opinions. There's like, like books. It was different when we all used to read because books had to be edited and vetted and it was based on science. It was based on studies. Now, nowadays, you just get people on Instagram giving you their opinions. And if it's somebody with a blue tick, it's like, oh, well, it's gospel. And it's like, everybody's different. Everybody, some people don't have the time to exercise as much as others. I'm not saying, me and you, we enjoy running. You don't enjoy getting out of breath so much, but... We, I think it's fair to say it. it's fair to say that we both get a bit of a kick out of going for a run. Yeah, I'm not saying that like we're not saying people have to go out and run six miles, but people would feel so much better if they just went out for a walk for an hour every day. And if it, like get away from you, don't even have to get away from your phone. Go out. Right, I did it last Saturday. We'd had a couple. We'd had a, a few beers on Friday night, and I wasn't feeling amazing. But I was like, no, I'm going out for a run because it's a nice day and I want to be out. And I went out and I just I just called people. I just had my headphones in. I went out for an hour, for a run for an hour and I just phoned people and caught up with people, just chatted. I'm like, it doesn't, 
do, I know I ran, but you could do that. You could just go out for a walk and just call people, call your family, call your friends, just catch up with people. Then it's not, doesn't feel so much that exercise in it. It's just kind of like you're catching up, but you're out getting your steps in, you're out getting some fresh air. And it just, it doesn't matter what other, everybody's so bothered about what other people are doing, what other people look like. And in this, again, in this day and age, all these, there's all these, new world records going on in Instagram and is that oh some dudes run 100k in six hours so oh, well I, I can't even run a mile so I'm not even going to bother it just yeah. it feels like if you're not going to do something in the extreme it's not even worth doing it's not even worth telling people about yeah. like some people are probably really proud if they could run 5k but it's like oh well bloody Tom Dick and Harry out there they're out running 35k on a Tuesday night, no one's going to be bothered about whether I can run 5k or not. It's like, who gives a toss about Tom, Nick, and Harry? If it's if if it's a challenge for you, people are basically people focused so much on what everybody else is doing rather than concentrating on themselves and actually sitting down without any music on, without any TV on, without looking at the phone and just really thinking about what they want and what it's yeah. Are we? Are we doing enough, Tom? And again, it's not it's a it's a it's a question that's just come to me because I think I know the answer, but in the UK and possibly around the world, are we doing enough to help people exercise? And I just use I just use my wife for as an example because she gets up in the morning, she drops a little one at school at quarter to eight, and then she goes to work 40 miles away in the car, a desk-based job, so doesn't really get many steps in while she's at work. And then she doesn't get home till around six o'clock in the evening. Um, and this time of year, obviously, it's pitch black and freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monday to Friday, her step count, as with most people office-based, will be very, very low. And then... Mm-hmm having a seven-year-old who does gym club on a Saturday, swimming on a Sunday, you know, weekly shop, Stuart's load of work clothes, need washing, blah, blah, blah. So someone in a similar position to my wife has limited time to exercise. Gym costs are very expensive. I don't know if there is an answer, but could, if we wanted to promote health, could employers, could we as as a country look at trying to help people who want to exercise more. I'm just wondering, you know, I know my wife, Erica, might say, well, even if my employer offered me two lunch breaks a week to have an extended half an hour, I probably wouldn't use it to go to the gym. Or, But I'm just trying to say, think, Tom, that there are a lot of people out there who might, Monday to Friday, might not have the opportunity to do it. And then... It's tough then, isn't it? I'm not giving an answer, but it's tough. No, no, I've, but, uh, I, we're lucky or I'm lucky. 100% I think we should be doing more. I yeah. will take my place of work for exa- as a perfect example, mate. 1,300 people were, and this is not a, nothing at Glen Eagles because other people, maybe no one's thought about it or maybe it's been tried. I've only, it's only been there four months. Maybe it's never been tried. But So there's a, that's a place that employs 1,300 people, right? We've got a workplace chat and now all the things go on there, the daily briefing, this and that. We've got a three-mile internal track, which is lovely. Bit of tarmac, bit of trail, 
goes between the golf courses, past the halfway house. Not once have I seen a message on Workplace saying, Glen Eagles uh, staff walk or staff jog or staff round the, round the internal track yeah. at 4pm on. No, never once. I understand most people or different people work different shifts there and stuff. There's no reason to say why it can't be a daily thing. Somebody different does it each day because there's plenty of people in there that work at offices, at desks all day. And absolutely, we could be giving employees an extra 45 or half an hour minute, half an hour break, 45 minute break during the day. Everybody, everybody meet at the dormy, excuse me, at 10 p.m., at 10 a.m. And it would, would, would we're going to do a lap of the internal track. Whoever wants to come is allowed. Whoever wants to come is allowed an extra 35 minutes. It's away. on the company. It's within your on work day. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because I just, why, I just think. That, why, why is that not a thing? And another thing. So that's my little gripe is about we could be doing that. Absolutely. And it's like, well, if you don't want to come and exercise, that's fine. You stay at your desk working. But these other people are going to get 35 minutes on the company to have a walk around the internal track have a chat to people from different departments that I'm not, I'm sorry, but who's not going to take that? I, the, the, the amazing thing is we, me and you would sit here and think, oh, I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't want to do that. And then there might be people listening to this podcast or there might've been companies who did it and had like a 5% uptake and think it's not worth it. And then you can't force exercise down people's throats, but we know we've discussed it 35 minutes ago. Right. It's like this podcast. Have you heard of um, the Beyond Borg company in in Sweden? I know of Beyond Borg and yes. all the tagging he used to do. Well, it's it's so uh, this company. I don't think it's anything to do with him, but they've used his name. Not they, the ones who make pants. Yes, yeah. yeah. They have as a company. They have every Friday a mandatory. It's compulsory hour of exercise. Everybody and everybody in the company. Nobody's exempt. Apart I mean, if it's it can, if it's contractual, then yes, it can be. Mate, absolutely, yeah. people have people left when this guy when the when the CEO came in. Um, I think people maybe knew it was coming, and people were like, "I'm not doing that." And he was like, "Fine, there's the door." He was like, "Anybody that does want to work for me and wants to do the hour of gym on a on a Friday at 11 a.m. or whatever it is, yeah." So they lit everybody. In the, like I said, apart from if you're heavily pregnant, nobody gets nobody gets out of it. It's funny because if, if I'm just thinking on the fly here now um, and using my daughter as an example, but it could be any school child within the UK. We, as, a, as a child, before we go into the working world, we are expected to complete two to three hours of PE a week. Yep. Because the, the, uh, the realistic thing is because it's good for us. Yeah. But even that now, mate, even that, the, the governments are going back on it or well we can't force we can't force the kids to get outside and do exercise I'm like absolutely you can you force them to sit inside and do maths and English and science but what but you can't don't get me started on fucking history <laughs> yeah, honestly yeah history RE I mean, all through my school life I was forced to sit and do an hour of RE every week I quite week. liked RE it's cool uh, it's, like, it's funny oh, yeah, isn't it you can't force kids to do PE Yes, you can. I know, and and I know from from when I did when I did my degree all those years ago, uh, and, and my dissertation was based on 
whether or not the uh, English or the British education system was producing gifted or talented um, uh, performers. But someone who who I studied with uh, actually based their dissertation on participation rates. And mm-hmm. we kind of knew, but it was still quite surprising to find out that the low levels of female participation within secondary school education was a lot to do with the poor, poor, ill-fitting uniform they're expected to wear, which... When you think, I mean, we're all delicate during puberty, aren't we? Our sort of yeah. and emotions are are somewhat all over the place, and boys and girls react differently. And or, or no, that's probably a bad thing to say. Boys and girls don't react differently, but maybe the, physically, we we change physically, and certainly for females, there may yeah. be parts of their body that are developing that they don't feel comfortable with in poorly chosen physical you know PE kit and I've gone right off subject here but it's it's if we go if we if we're going to make people or expect people to exercise if we make their surroundings and everything you know beneficial and comfortable then yeah I'm with you that whether it's in the school or whether it's in the workplace that people should be encouraged to get out and do something I guess all the CEOs, all the company directors are here saying, you know, 45 minutes out of 400 workers is going to cost me X amounts, hundreds of thousands. But you may, or you just hit the nail on the head there, haven't you? But the whole health, wealth, thing like that. Every, not everybody, a lot of people are more bothered about making money than other people's health. And that is what it boils down to. Well, oh, I'm not giving everybody 45 minutes off because I'm going to lose out. On, I'm not going to make as much money. All right. So that's more important to you to you than your four hundred workers is health and well being. I think I think studies have shown, although this um I read a study or didn't read a study. I read an article recently about a company. I think they experimented with the four day working week, and although although production w- remained the same over the four days, they got it they'd got it wrong where um actually they hadn't worked it out right so there were days when they'd become understaffed but what 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 the what the study had proven was that in the right circumstances in the right mental frame of mind somebody was able to produce 40 hours worth of work in 32 quite easily right and they were able to be and they were i don't know how they recorded it i don't know what the measure how they measured it but these people were said to be happier with three days off out of seven it doesn't take a genius to work that out um they might not have been using that they might have been using that time to drink beer take drugs and play xbox but they they you know they were happier physical activity wasn't necessarily involved in that extra time off tom we've gone off 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 piste a little bit here, which is quite good because the ski season's open in Valdez Air today. Um, anything you want to add to this, Tom, before we go off on a completely other tangent? And I'm going to get you to offer some, throw a bit of light onto a podcast I'm recording later in the week. But as far as health and health and happiness, anything you want to just add to this before we wrap this up for today? But this is something we can revisit in the future anyway, Tom. No, I just, I think everything we've sort of said, mate, just, uh, I think it starts from, 
unfortunately, I just want to say the one more thing about like, and I think kids are a big thing because yes, need to pass. They're getting bigger, unfortunately, because they're all eating too much. But it's not again. It's not necessarily their fault because, like I said about the PE, people get out of PE who don't want to. Like it, it, it may. I think it was what three three hours a week, if that. I think Fallon, Fallon only Fallon has two scheduled PE lessons a week. Wow, right. So that's two hours a week, right? And one one hour of swimming per term after year three, I think, is yeah. a sad number. So right. So you've got PE for two hours a week and kids who don't want to do it or aren't comfortable doing it get to get out of it, right? But the other whatever it is, 30 hours a week, when the kids that really want to do be out running around. They can't just be like, well, I don't really want to sit in a classroom and do science. So can I get out of it and go run around? No, absolutely not. Like, that is not even an option. But it is an option to get out of the physical exercise part of the school working week. That I just, that blows my mind. Because <laughs> it's such a... And like you said, mate, it, it's, it's an integral part of being a human is that you're able to move with your children and run around after them. And, and you should be able to do that. For, for many, many years. But I just, I could go on for hours about it because I really am passionate about it. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm not blaming people for being physically inactive because I don't, like I said, I don't think there's enough, I don't think there's enough um, solid, fair information out there and help for people to, and I mean, parkrun's been a great thing as we, we all know for people to it's a community it's once a week it's people look forward to it and that's fantastic but there's not enough of things like that they all get in the way <laughs> <laughs> well, no um, i'm not i'm not anti-park run just the one no, no, a long dlc fun that gets yeah. it my way so um <laughs> no nah, i mean look I, I i i i it's it's really hard and again it's it's we'll very- get, we'll get, I'll get someone else on top, not someone to sort of argue against me and you, but I'd get someone on, I'd look to get someone else on to have this discussion again because, um, yeah, it's, it's someone who, yeah, we'll find another angle to come at this, Tom. But, Tom, um, now I've, I've thrown this on you in the text message just before we've gone live, although this isn't live, pre recorded, whatever. So, Completely different tangent on, I think, Thursday next week. I'm sitting down with Phil, my old co-host, and Dean, who's been on a few podcasts and did the first charity run with me. And I picked up on a conversation Dean was having on Twitter with Gibby, another friend of mine. And they were discussing a film. And I'm not a film buff. I watch a lot of telly. I'm not into films at all. But Dean was discussing how Interstellar, the film Matthew McConaughey, I think, was in his top three films of all time. Um, so I jumped onto my little WhatsApp group I've got with Dean and started giving him a bit of grief because I like giving Dean a bit of grief and he bites easy, which is always nice. This isn't bullying, by the way, I don't think. I just like to poke Dean a little bit. Um, so me, Dean and Phil are going to sit down and discuss our top 35 films of all time. Wow, 35. Well, wow. it's a bit of a funny number because I joked to Dean that I'd have Interstellar as my number 32. <laughs> um, so so we're going to do the top 35. But leading in, because this podcast is going to go out, I'm going to edit it tomorrow and put it out Sunday night. Today is Saturday. Um, and then me, Dean and Phil. So Tom, 
again from two people i, I don't think you have I, I don't consider myself a movie aficionado i just oh, absolutely films. not but i thought it might be good to end this podcast by asking you to tell me your top three films any genre for whatever reason you like and we can have a quick five minute discussion and then that just gives me a little bit of context not that it needs it but it will lead listeners into potentially what they can expect from the next chat from Stu, Dean and Phil. And I am certainly not into films. I just watch them. But Tom, um, talk to me about three films that you've enjoyed um, and talk to me about why. Right. Um, do you know what? I've been thinking about this. I was thinking about it when you text me. And now I've just on this, the last minute, I've come up with pretty much three films that would are more... So I'm going to start with... So are you, start, hand... are you starting with number three? This is your... Oh, I was just going... I was. Oh, going just go with any three then. Just go go any, any... I'm not going to put them in order, just any three. Go on. Um, Dallas Buyers Club is in there. Brilliant. Fantastic film. McConaughey uh, again. Hey, McConaughey, yeah, McConaughey again. Um, one that has got to go in there just because of every twist in Shutter Island. Never seen it, DiCaprio, yeah? Oh, mate, what a movie. It'll mess with your head, though. Uh, oh, I've just thought of another one. Well, you can have four, it's fine. Um, The one, the one that's just popped into my head is, um, I don't know if it's in there, but it's very high, is, what's the other one with, um, in, Inception. It's very good. Yeah. Inception, a dream within a dream within a dream. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, so they are three that are, are definitely a way up there. Um, one of my other, the Godfather got to be in there, but. See, where... I, didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy the Godfather, but Goodfellows. I was my favourite. Sorry? I think, I think the second one was my favourite, Godfather 2. Don't know if I've seen it. I think I've got them all on DVD. So when you, when... yeah, it's movies, movies, and this is, and people are going to say, don't start calling yourself a movie expert. You, I'm not a movie expert, but movies, like a lot of things, inspire people in different and a variety of ways. You've just, yeah. I mean, you've got Shutter Island and Inception in there, Tom. I would assume it's the twists and the turns that, and just, yeah. I mean, the cast. The probably the hot their, their the high thing. budget films, but something like Dallas Dallas Buyers Club is about a a rodeo rider diagnosed with HIV and then went on a whole journey to try and cleanse himself yeah. of HIV through non chemical or non medical ways. Yeah. Uh, and I think things like that. My my list that I've started or compiled and haven't finished. Is based. There's a lot of true stories in oh, there. That, that Dallas Buyers Club is based on a true yeah, story. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent. But and I think that's yeah. maybe that again. That has to be a personal thing. But something something like that, I yeah. can buy into a lot more. Well, yeah, definitely for me as well. It's it's when you when you can actually relate and it's a real life thing. That yeah. that gets. So there's, there's I a, guess it inspires me. Tom. Yeah, I think so. And so that's one of the things. True story always is, is a bonus for me. For me, mate, you know, I'm like, I can't keep still. If it's something that keeps me sat down, it must be a good film. Um, so they're two big things. And then 
for me, it's probably a little bit like ideal, uh, idealistic or whatever you want to call it. But if I like the main character, if I like, if I really am a fan. So is that, is that a character or an act or the actor actor playing the character? Playing the character. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So for me, there's there's a few key ones. I just I just love watching certain people. I love watching Matthew McConaughey. I love watching Tom Hardy. Leo. I love a- Mark Wahlberg, and a lot of people won't right. agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so when they put him in Transformers, I thought that was wonderful because I love Transformers and I love Wahlberg. Uh, yeah. I love the comedy roles he takes up. What was it? The the the, the one with the the two dodgy cops, uh, the, the the comedy, uh, the other guys. Is that what it was called? Um, with, Will, with Will Ferrell. Um, is he, that, do, is he, Ted? Is he do, does he do Ted? He does Ted, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> very amusing. But then, you know, he's also done a, a couple of sort of biographical. There was one that I always forget the name of. He did a biographical one based on a uh, an NFL player. But All right. Ted, Anyway, um, thank yeah. you for that, Tom. Um, okay. it's, Jillian it's, Hall as well. He's another one of my favourites. Got a little, got a little man crush on him as well. So, what was the early one he did in the when he was based in the Iraq War? Was it? Oh, um, Jarhead. Jarhead. Um, um, yeah, one. Nightcrawler one of... was a great film as well. Yeah. I have watched it, and one he's done recently. I watched, but I don't think I finished. But this is this is it's interesting, isn't it? I, 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 yeah. But it's funny how you when you might like. I was talking with somebody about this the other day, but when like you talk about and it just in you, this starts making links in your mind, and you're like, and you forget, you just memories just come back and links you. You're like, wow, this film, that film, that film, you just go on forever. And I tell you, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to that 35. Top well, film. it's it's going to be interesting and it's going to be a lot of winding a certain person up. Um, <laughs> like we said, the ones that are based on true stories, um, they, they resonate with me. If Inception is based on a true story, we really are all fucked. Well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If Inception's based on a true story, global warming's the least of our problems, mate. <laughs> Tom Bissett, thank you for helping there. On that note, this has Pleasure. been a healthy, wealthy, healthy chat. You've you've done that. Tom, it's always good to see you looking so well. Um, thanks for being a guest on Henry Weston's. Thanks for being a bloody good friend. Um, and we will catch up with you in the near future. Cheers, buddy. We shall indeed. Thank you, mate. And everybody out there, keep active, keep walking. Happy days. Cheers, mate. See you later, mate.